Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, I'm Andrew McKenna from TalkSpot. We're out in Sri Lanka covering the England Cricket Tour. As well as exclusive live ball-by-ball coverage of the Test Series, TalkSport are also giving you a podcast. It's published daily, it's called Following On, and covers all the news and views around the tour. It's full of player interviews, reaction and analysis from TalkSport's team of experts, including Darren Goff, Jared Kimber and Matt Pryor. Oh yeah, and also some of me. We'll be rounding up each day of action from the test matches, plus the news from all the other days on tour. You can subscribe now by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favourite podcast app. Search for the Following On Cricket Podcast, subscribe now, and never miss a show. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, the, be- uh, yeah, the best bits of this afternoon. <laughs> you show. hesitated there I for did, a minute. Yeah, yeah, I did. We're not going to put the worst bits in, are we? Well... <laughs> it's a very fine line between the two, let's be honest. But um, we covered some ground, didn't we? We did. We, we talked about do. your old, not your old mum, but generally people's yeah, old mums right, in yeah. the world of football because Claudio Ranieri did just that. That's right. And Martin Kellner was here. Yeah, he was on good form. With a week of sport on TV. It was a bit um, late. It was a bit you're late. Here, so you're here, why? And um, we've got a little bonus clip for you right, after yeah. this, so stick around. So uh, enjoy. <laughs> So excited for tomorrow now, Chelsea Spurs <clears> and, <throat> and uh, Boca against River. Uh, <clears throat> what are you more excited about? I know oh, Chelsea Spurs, okay. but you know, I'm telling you, the last time I watched that game, I got really excited when Boca scored and quite disappointed. Mm. So it's almost getting there now. But I'm telling you, even if whatever I feel about any football club, it's nothing like the people over mm. there. You may have seen on Twitter a lot of people have been uh, tweeting these photos and and films from yesterday, where two days before the match. 57,000 people turned up to the stadium for an open training To watch training. 20,000 outside just for training. It's mad. Shouldn't that have been at work? (laughs) Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of them were kids, to be fair, or shouldn't they have been at school, but... uh, Incredible. I've never seen anything like it. I think occasionally for a signing, you'll get a lot of people turning oh, yeah, up at the right. new camp, but not, not that. Not like that. That not is full. That's fun. That it's almost too much, isn't it? It is almost too much, and uh, it's a lot of pressure on the players, mm. isn't it? I mean, yeah, you, know, you can imagine. But they say it's giving them strength. Well, we'll see. There's um, there's no away goals in this game, so the fact that it finished two two will it go to extra time? Extra time, extra and, time and pens. So yeah. there won't be a replay if it's if yeah. it's all. I'm square sure, my wife would be delighted if it goes to extra time and pens, and they yeah. just run into well, match I mean, the, of the day. Let's be the evening's gone anyway. <laughs> yeah. You might as well. I know it's if you're, you're going to perfect that. Um, 
David Wagner impression. You've got to be watching that as well. And Sean Dyche. It's <laughs> an expectation yeah. on you now. At uh, Spurs, Chelsea, I'm very mm. excited about because I think it, mm. it should be a very good game. I don't know. You you don't feel too optimistic. Well, about I just it, don't but... feel we haven't got our strongest side out. We'll give it a crack. Uh, mm. Won't be easy. Chelsea's record against Spurs at Wembley is quite good. I said I said yesterday I'll take the draw now, and, mm. and I certainly would. They're saying Yamba Tongan. Might be back. That would be huge for us. As Sanchez is going to be out for a yeah, while. Yeah. But and, it's, uh, I mean, you're more Foyt. or less full strength. Kovacic is the only one who's doubtful. The rest is he? Of, I didn't realize he was yeah, doubtful. Anyway, everybody's fit. So you're very much and, full strength. Golo Conte just signed a new contract, which is yeah. good. But I'm quite concerned mm. that, uh, and this is, applies to a lot of young players, and this we saw with Yeah, Solanke. not just a Chelsea story. Not just a Chelsea story, but Hudson Adoy, who I rate massively. I think mm. he's one of the best prospects Chelsea have had for a long time. <clears throat> He's sort of, you know, not signing a contract. No. He's probably looked at these other players and he's looked at what's happened and he's thought, mm. you know, I don't want to be Loftus-Cheek. I don't want to be Solanke. And unless they can tie him down, they're going to lose another player. And I think... Because it, Christian Pulisic, they're talking about signing him, Well, they? don't bother because this bloke's just as good. All right, Pulisic is three years ahead of him. Yeah. But, you know, it's so stupid to spend 70 or 80 million pounds when you've got a guy that could be that, mm. but you've got to play him. He, he did enough in pre-season and in the charity shield to have earned some game time. And I think it's wrong. I do think it's... These managers, mm. I think they... It's so easy to favour the senior player, yeah. you know, the Victor Moses or something, you know, in a European game. Well, you're saying so, because if Victor Moses goes and has a moan about not playing... It, well, I'm not saying he'll he would. Be, yeah. you're, but you're saying he'd be treated differently from yeah, a young player. I just player. think it's easier. It's easier to deal with mm. younger players than it is with older players. But I think it's costly. and so They've got I'm a problem with Moses, haven't they? Because there was a lot of talk about him going out no, on loan. No, he's going to go. Yeah. But he's only got about 18 months left on the contract. Yeah, they'll so probably can't, flog him more. Can't really go out on yeah. uh, Good story from America, though. Did you see this? The uh, <laughs> One reason for the estimated $80 million, mm. pound of, $80 million rather, of public money spent on golf trips by President Trump was revealed yesterday. The Secret Service's need for super-powered buggies. Yeah. The basic model at 14 miles an hour is too slow for security agents' needs. So they've spent... 300,000 on deluxe carts that can reach at least 19 miles an hour. So it's only five miles an hour. You can run quicker than that. Makes all the difference, though, doesn't it? But he's he's played so much golf, he's totted up at least 149 rounds. Mm. And more than a quarter of his visits are during the week. Sensational, isn't he? Sam, we didn't get a chance to talk about uh, yesterday. Definitely file under, couldn't make it up. The uh, FIFA executive, uh, Sundra Raju, who's yeah. from uh, Malaysia, he was part of their ethics committee. <laughs> he was the deputy chair of their ethics mm. committee, but he has now been suspended for corruption. It's brilliant, isn't it? Well done, everybody. It's not available for the PFA <laughs> bring, inquiry, is it? Hashtag bring back SEP. That's <laughs> going to be my new campaign. <laughs> Honestly, oh, well, the I, SEP I, years look fantastic yeah. compared to what's going on now. They used to say that, didn't they? Remember years ago in Russia, they'd kind of find these old, these old Russian guys uh, during glasnost. And they'd say, oh, no, bring back, bring back Brezhnev, mm. bring back the old boys, bring back Khrushchev, bring back Uncle Joe. We knew where we stood then. <laughs> it's a bit like that with Sepp Blatter. I know. Bring back Uncle Sepp. <laughs> we knew where we stood then. It's probably right. Yeah. Uh, people seem to be amazed that Rafa Benitez mm. has uh, braved the cold at training in shorts. Have mm. you seen these photos of him in shorts? Really? And all the players are all, you know... But, you know, I, I know you pride yourself on your legs. I, I, I'm guessing Rafa hasn't got great legs. He hasn't got great legs. He hasn't yeah. got my legs. No, of course. But, but uh, very few men of your age have. But really. you, you often see this. I mean, no disrespect to Rafa, but overweight people often wear shorts all year round. Really? They wear those like three quarter. You see big men, or you know, yeah. yeah. Wearing those Why shorts. is that? I'm not they, they overheat. The, yeah, they don't feel the cold, so yeah. they wear those big three quarter length shorts. Oh, know, okay. So <laughs> That's a cargo. I wouldn't pants. open with that, but no, it's, 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 it's very not. good. <laughs> 
It's very good. I wasn't suggesting that was. I'd slot that in just towards the end of the first half before you do one of your zingers. I never do stand up ever. Impossible. I really admire the people who do. You know, you don't know Andy. And uh, you did it once, and you got basically thrown off the stage. People throwing stuff at me. Yeah, that's quite unpleasant. Don't let that put you off, though. I think I will. And uh, you know, it's turned a bit cold this week. We've all seen. We can have that conversation, are we? A bit parky. Wait a minute. I've got to set this up. A bit parky. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it has, hasn't it? Yeah. But talking of which, Michael Parkinson um, is here next week. That's <laughs> a terrible link. Oh, yes. <clears throat> it's a bit parky next Friday. That's right. When Sir Michael Parkinson oh, is here to talk about his new book on George Best. Which I'm we're really much looking, looking forward, forward to that. It should be good. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Bit, it's of all right, a, yeah. bit of a chest. Well, the weather's changed, isn't it? It's gone to your chest. <laughs> Stop it. Onto your chest, yeah. And. Uh, but it's not got that cold. But the okay. the, the sun's Nick Parker has definitely drawn the short straw because somebody in the office mm. said to him, mm. "It's very cold, isn't it?" And it's apparently it's coming from the east. Why don't you go out to Siberia, yeah. where it's originating from, and do a report from there? And you think, oh no, I wouldn't fancy that. But he's gone. He's oh, you're going to have to admire him. Really, he's, mm. he's in Yakutsk in Siberia, the coldest city on earth, where the temperatures have crashed as low as minus sixty four. You think, it's not that cold yeah. here. You no, didn't really not. need to go. It's not you? turned that bad yet. <laughs> no, never mind. Now, um, just very quickly to set, set you guys to work, as you often do very well for us. Um, you may have seen uh, the interview yesterday with Claudio Ranieri saying he often talked to his old mum about football and she would often give him her thoughts on the football. Mm. Um, when he was at Chelsea, she'd say stuff like, why didn't you play Damien Duff? It's great, isn't yeah. it? Your old mum says that. She's 99 years old. She's a Roma fan. And she loves her football. Uh, and uh, she's going to be following mm. Fulham now. Yeah, I wonder what she's going to say about Fulham's defence. <clears throat> yeah, are going to have to get the grips with that, yeah. aren't we? And, and she's going to be sitting there. Going to, Hello, Mum, how are you? Hello, son. I was expecting more from Sessignon, really. Yeah. Can you get them to stand in a line and not some sort of higgledy-piggledy yeah, thing? That's that's right. people yeah. Can they all push up them? together? <laughs> Is there any fear of that, Claudio? <laughs> so anyway, uh, talking sport with your old mum. Hmm. Um, if you've got any tales of that, my mum, she keeps it, she because keep, we gives us a point of conversation, she she keeps abreast of Tottenham's fixtures. And she'll say, oh, they lost at the weekend. I'll say, oh, no, what are you going to do? Or she'll say, oh, they won, didn't they? So she'll keep <laughs> yeah, looking. That's nice. Uh, she, yeah. she, she looks in the papers for the fixtures. She said to me, oh, you're playing tonight. Are you going? Uh, oh, no, I see. She said it's at Portsmouth, isn't it? Portsmouth versus Spurs. <laughs> I said, that's the old checker trade, Mum. That's the under-21s. I mean, I'm keen. She prefers that, I I'm believe. Keen. She likes the purity <laughs> of under-21 football. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Anything else you got for us, Andy? Uh, yes, I I see the West Ham watch is available. It's a, it's a really fantastic the item. The West Ham watch? Yes, it's a... Featuring the West Ham insignia nice. in club colours. It's the perfect way to show your pride and passion for the greatest football team. You think that might be overstating it a touch? Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it, if you're a West Ham fan, that's the way you look at it. Well, I suppose you would. Well, no, I don't think you would, even if you're a West Ham fan. You'd think, yeah, they're very. You I know, love, you get I love fans. Them. You get, I remember once going to uh, a, mm. uh, a League Cup game, and, um, and I, I, this is quite, of course, a timely now. Our producer's a Torquay fan, and mm. the fans, the Torquay fans sang. And it's Torquay United, Torquay United, United FC, we're by far the greatest team the world <laughs> has ever seen. Plainly thought, not true. That doesn't stand any scrutiny, does it? <laughs> I mean, but in their, in their hearts, that was well, true. Well, that's absolutely Statistically, right. Statistically, and yeah. in many other criteria, complete nonsense. Mm. But in their hearts, that was true. And that's really very true of the West Ham watch, Andy. That's very true. I won't be buying one, though. No, I won't be buying one either. No. 
And the Surrey FA have decided to have a silent weekend, which I think in, is a very good initiative. Yeah. We all know that uh, under 12 matches and kids' matches, it's not great to have a go at kids. And we've, it's, you know, this yeah. has been going on a long time. But I'm not sure about a completely silent weekend. There's, coaches will be urged to have minimal verbal contact and cheering will not be allowed. And I'm thinking, you know, what you're trying to cut out here is having a go at a kid or pressurising the mm. kid or, you know, ridiculing if they do something wrong. But cheering them when they score, I, I don't see that that's wrong. What, what or, happens, or, though, you know, Andy? I, I, if you, if you mm. take yourself back to when your kids were playing football, yeah. it's, it's, got, it's got more unpleasant. And what you'll get, you'll get um, an under-sevens team where it goes to penalty and a team misses the penalty. Oh, yeah, but you don't and want the, any pa- no. the parents cheer the missed penalty. Well, yeah. So that sort of stuff that's goes on. That's probably not ideal. That's quite counterproductive. Well, you've got to learn to deal with failure in life. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Maybe we're getting to the hub of what Andy thinks. The, um, but the Surrey FA, we want to get mm. them on, but they're not prepared to talk about it. But it is Silent Weekend. It is Silent Weekend. They've taken well, it to the nth degree. The school, the school I went to, I mean, I loved football as a kid, and, and I played for a reasonable club, but the school I played for was smaller than the other schools that we played. Yeah. And we had, it was mixed, so we had women, I was talking about this last week. You had so women? Not in the team, but okay. we had girls. It was yeah. a girls and boys school. Yeah. So there was less to choose from. And generally, we'd get absolutely hammered. Every you know, week. Every yeah. week. It was 11 nil, 10 1, and wow. all this. And it was hard, but on the other hand, it was character forming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th- I think it's clear because you've, uh, as we've learned over the years, <laughs> that you can really handle defeat for yeah. your team very well, can't I you? I do, yes. Um, and you, you, you're very stoic. I don't know if it was Stow you went to, but. Uh, no, it was a normal very, school. <laughs> very stoic in defeat. So <laughs> very... you've learned an awful lot from those, from those regular uh, hammerings, yes. haven't you, really? Tell you what I have learned today. There's a, yeah. there's a royal family I've never heard of. Uh, this was an announcement, a birth announcement in the uh, Times today. Hmm. The Angelicusis de Francopan family, uh, a, a baby to Princess Maria, nay Angelicusis, and Prince Lawrence, twins Prince Jonathan Lewis Maximilian. Prince and, Jonathan Lewis? Yeah, exactly. Never knowingly <laughs> under royal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Princess Isabella Siena Olivia. Siblings to Princess Sophia. Who are these people? I've never heard of them. What was their first one called? Something Marzipan. Well, Francopan. Oh, okay. Well, something, what was it? Angela Cousis de Francopan. Angela Cousis de Francopan. I don't know what branch of the royal family they are. I don't know. It's great. Who knows? I don't know if she's... Uh, never heard of them. If she's got a man in a van business out there. <laughs> Oh, well, I've got to get all oh, yeah, this stuff re- moved. I've got a lot of <laughs> furniture, but I need... You want to try Angela Cousis to Frangipan. She's fantastic. She she did a brilliant job for us. <laughs> Everything that reminds me. My wife, who is known to be a touch stingy. As a, well, she is. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. And You uh, throw food in the bin, and then she fishes it out sometimes because she thinks... Because, well, you've told, the nation, you've told the nation that before. Well, I thought I threw this chocolate... <laughs> Why are you eating a chocolate eclair? I thought I threw that away two minutes ago. <laughs> so, uh, anyway... Anyway, she's discovered this website. She's like a freegan. She basically is. Yeah. Everything5quid.com. And she loves it. She can't wow. stop ordering stuff like a bag game the other for, for less than five pounds. I just get on the phone to him and say, how much does that cost? Do <laughs> that old number on them. I'm quite shocked. Um, anything else? Uh, yes, now, my, your old mum. My mum once mm. asked if Gareth Southgate was related to Jonathan Woodgate. <laughs> Says David Cheltenham. Well, they're all Gates. You've got to have a system. Perhaps you thought it was some sort of terrible scandal. Um, the South and the Wood family. Off the back of the uh, old mum who got Aldi Harrison and Ainsley Harriet mixed up, mm. uh, we've had a suggestion. Uh, Tony Alexandri is in the world of TV. Says, I'm going to make a show with Ainsley, a boxing show called Ready, Steady, Hook. 
<laughs> See, we're going to get well, something made at last. Yeah. I don't know if you miss uh, Big Brother, but it's finished now forevermore. And, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. But Ryland, Ryland Clark, he, he just can't get over it. Yeah, okay. He's going to do everything in his power to get Big Brother back on TV. Hmm. Uh, he spoke out after being left devastated by the wow. Channel 5 decision to axe the show. My brain just doesn't understand it's not coming back, he said. To me, I can't understand that I've presented it for the last time. It's going to be majorly missed. Well, that's obviously the problem. It isn't going to be majorly missed. Others wouldn't have got rid of it. Yeah, very true, Andy. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's a bit like a train moving along, isn't it? <laughs> Chugging along slowly from Leeds to London. Yeah. Uh, but no, Martin. they're a miracle, these trains, these days. <laughs> Marvellous. I left, I left Leeds at 11 o'clock, yeah. and lo and behold, four and a half hours later, here I am in London. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. It's normally Incredible, two hours, isn't it? It's, it's, it's normally, normally a couple hours, of hours, yeah. 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 Uh, well done. We're glad you're here. But yeah, thanks for yeah. making it, Martin. Well, I can't believe you're still running this slot, to be honest, after the, uh, <laughs> after the mistake I've made with I'm a Celebrity. Oh, yeah. I can't believe I came on here and didn't tell people to back Harry Redknapp at 25 to 1. Is that what he was? Yeah, he's 13 to 8 favourite now. Did you ever heard of that? No, I didn't. Oh, for goodness. I know. (laughs) I always miss out on the really good ones. And I always back the sort of old person in I'm a Celebrity thinking, you know, maybe they'll bring some experience and wisdom to bear. I did well with Tony Blackburn. I backed him. Missed out on Carol Thatcher. I think she did quite well. But Harry Redknapp, I should have... The thing about Harry is... He's authentic. Yeah. And as you know, TV will catch out anybody who has a bit of artifice and is a mm. little bit artificial, that sort of thing. Yeah. Harry, whatever you say about him, like him or hate him, he is authentic. Yeah. He is authentically Harry Redknapp. Sure. Um, and that's the public love it. Whether he's, still, whether he's 13 to 8 now, I wouldn't back him at that price. No. No um, value. Where's the value, Martin? The value's <laughs> going to be with Emily Attack, yeah, I would have thought. Yeah, very likable, Because she was the favourite. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, w- I would say, and she's now gone down to about 72. The value is with so, Emily Attack. When's <laughs> that ever been said on talk before? <laughs> yeah, the value. Anyway, that's what I'm saying. Anyway. But Harry's been brilliant. Um, I love it. He, he was talking to uh, Nick Knowles, I think it was, about uh, where he met Sandra all those years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, the, two know, the two puddings. The two puddings. The two puddings. I didn't know. Uh, the two puddings, I assume, is 
is now a Nando's because I would imagine the it is. whole Stratford, uh, you know, the whole cent- shopping yeah, centre yeah, yeah. has been built on top of it. But what a pub. It, it sent me looking for the history of the two puddings. Yeah. Had, had, you, mm. you, had you heard of the two puddings? I hadn't. I mean, no. I, I think it was the two puddings. Uh, the two puddings. That's, way, that's what they would have called it at the time. Well, that's what Harry called it. It might have been two, spelled differently, but um, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't remember it. No, well, it was my, it not was my n- part of the world. No, and you would probably be well giving it a wide berth, <laughs> at least back in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. It was known as the butcher's shop. The reason being... It was a butcher's guess, shop. No, it wasn't a butcher's <laughs> shop. The re- well, no, it was metaphorically. <laughs> yeah. um, because the, they could wipe the blood off the white-tiled walls yeah. very, very easily. So, um, but it was a home for gangsters, white boys, wow. and international footballers. Apparently, ha- Harry, Harry telling us uh, years ago, talking to him, and he said uh, he was telling a story of um, of the blind beggar, the infamous blind oh, yeah, beggar, that, the, yeah. the, the craze uh, murder happened. Well, he nails said, your head to the coffee table. Well, that's, uh, yeah. that's, yeah, that's, I, the, I think I that's Monty Python in real life. I'd, you're confusing. I'd broken the unwritten code. But <laughs> Harry said they went in the blind. A few of the West Ham boys went in there, and they said there was this bloke. He'd had a drink, and he had a pop at Moro, and he said. Look, no one had a pop at Moro in 1967. He no. said he was the golden boy. No one had a pop. He said a couple of the lads here, they took him outside and sorted him out. And I was, I was a little bit worried <laughs> um, of, of what these other locals who decided would what happened to this fella. I was yeah. slightly worried he might be popping up the fly over something. Very well, could <laughs> yeah. very well be. Well, well, I think, anyway, I don't know what happened to the I hope he's all right. Yes. Well, I think the... Uh, <laughs> you're out there. Right. Yeah. You had a, a pop. A you, sh- a, you shouldn't have had a pop at Moro, so no. but yeah. I hope you're all right, no, despite that. Yeah. Right. Anyway, you yeah. might yeah. tell that story in the jungle. Who knows? So, also, uh, Graham Swan, is, I've not needed to watch any sport, of course, because everybody's on uh, yeah. reality shows. Mm. Uh, Graham Swan did very well. He, I thought he was going out last week, um, and I'm sure people probably had money on that. Mm. Probably, I, I, if, if the, I don't know what the odds are on where the value is in Strictly, but I would probably uh, back him to go out this week. He did yeah. a musicals thing last week, it was quite good. Yeah. I also yeah. watched the programme you told me to watch. Corinthian uh, Casuals. Yeah, Brothers in Football. Very good, wasn't it? Yeah. It's excellent, especially the uh, filming that they did at Talk Sport. Yes, yeah. Um, because you both feature in it. I know, they normally, Andy, Andy normally was, left on the cutting room floor. No, you were there. Andy was yeah. very encouraging to them. He when was, he said, he said, you'll get hammered. You'll get hammered, <laughs> you must be mad, they'll absolutely slaughter they'll you. Slaughter when you, you get, yeah. The story, if people haven't seen it, it's uh, Corinthian Casuals. <laughs> yeah. I've watched the first 15 The team over here uh, went and played against their Brazilian mm. counterparts, the team that wouldn't have existed, a huge team in Sao Paulo that uh, they played against in in front of about 35,000, 40,000 people yeah, in San Paolo. It's unbelievable. In it's a great stadium. story. I mean, it even is. if you don't love the documentary, mm. I have to say there was a bit of padding in it. I mean, I didn't see, apart from the fact that Michael Owen and Steve McManaman yeah, didn't are quite BT, get that. They're yeah. BT pundits. Yeah. There was no other reason whatsoever to have them in it. Yeah. Martin Tyler was good in it, though, because he Martin had an involvement in the club. Yeah, he yeah, played played for I loved the stuff they? about the... I've only watched, they say, 15, 20 minutes of the, the actual stuff about the Corinthian yes. casuals yeah. and the way they were and the... the history Historical stuff at the, the, at the yes. start of the program. It's probably the most. I mean, it's a problem you can't stop watching because it builds. And we won't say what happens in you know in, yeah. in the match because people. Mm. I didn't know what happened in the match. I don't remember it at the time. It was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but the match was that because the Corinthians, before they merged with the Casuals, I think in, 19, in the nineteen thirties, mm. the Corinthians went out and toured. It, it was basically there because they they toured in in nineteen ten. And the Corinthians in Brazil um, took their lead from from the Corinthians, Mm. from the amateur team, and played that style of football and became like, well, we know how successful the Corinthians are. So they took it from... 
these the the boys were meant to go back the Corinthians again in 1914, and obviously in the middle of the Atlantic, they heard that war had been declared. Turned round, sadly, most of them got killed in the uh, in the First World War because mm. they were the they were the officers. Yeah, and of course the uh, when they were going over the top, the officers were leading the men with, over with the top. nothing more than a no, whistle and a revolver. It was, the, it was yeah. the club that lost the most. Yes, yeah. serving they lost the most. That's yeah. right, absolutely. And, uh, but the fact that even today they are strictly strictly amateur is a pretty impressive thing because even at that level, a yeah. player can earn 50, 100, 200 quid. And so to attract players still and, and be at a reasonable level, I was impressed with that. Yeah. There, do the players get nothing, nothing. at all? Not even, no. not even expenses. Because no. I was say, in the old rugby union days, there was a few quid oh, yeah. put in the boots. <laughs> Amateurism, is that yeah. what you're suggesting? That's what I, I don't think. A typical rugby league view. I don't think. <laughs> get over well, rugby union as well, <laughs> of course. It's not yeah. rugby. <laughs> rugby union did plenty of that. They did a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, although the, when they were in in Brazil, they did pick up some sponsorship, and I, I sort of half wondered how that works with an amateur team. But they mm-hmm. they went on some TV show in Brazil. Mm. Um, it was almost like a, a sort of H and J on TV. Really, right. That I saw. It doesn't yeah. sound what good. A, what a terrible <laughs> idea that would be. It's a shocking <laughs> idea. Yeah. <laughs> this can't be right. Yeah. Um, and but they appear, you know, on the, Do they on have the, some old bloke come in every week and say what he's watched on telly. <laughs> More or less, some like old that. bloke. Yeah, some old <laughs> bloke. <laughs> I don't have to stay here to be insulted. Yeah. The old go, teenager yeah, there, handing it out to people. Um, yeah. So, uh, but they got a bit. You, of, you can't go home, mate. It takes you about five hours. Well, that's true. Today you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. I, don't, I don't know where they're running again, but it's overhead line workings at Doncaster. Overhead line work at Doncaster. Yeah. It was like Reggie yes. Perrin. Sorry, I'm yeah. late. Sorry, yeah. I'm late, Joan. Overhead line. <laughs> Working at Doncaster. Correct. Yeah. Reggie Perry. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reference for the teenagers. Who well, says the it? producer? Yeah. Get, get an education, mate. Go on to YouTube. What was interesting, I thought, was when they were when they were training, the Corinthians manager mm. said, um, yeah, they they look like footballers. Yeah. I mean, the, the reason why he said, you know, not out of condition. I know whether they expect expecting big fat bellies and things, but he said they look like footballers. Yeah. Therefore, they thought, you know, he said, they have got a chance. Yeah. And it is interesting. As football's one of the few sports where you could get an amateur team that would have a chance at least of holding a professional team. I think team they went for... quite easy on them, though, Corinthians. Yeah. You know, they, they, didn't, well, I think they, they didn't sort of put the pedal to the metal, really. They, they, kind no. of, they took well, it easy. But it was still a great, great... We won't give it away, what no. happened. Oh, no, was I giving... I was no, you haven't given it away. I'm just giving it a bit of jeopardy. I thought what was good that the, yeah. because they came in here in, in this very studio yeah. and, uh, and plugged the, the match that yeah. was taking place, uh, and it was filmed in here, and there was a little bit of filming outside, if anybody wants to see Hatfields, where mm-hmm. yeah. the uh, TalkSport Towers is. Yeah. Um, and very kindly, they didn't film the kitchen. Um, because yeah. uh, so, I mean, I'd like a film crew to come in here on it because, as you know, I do the uh, yeah. primetime Hong Kong show <laughs> yeah. overnight. Only if yeah. they're making life a grime, a new series. <laughs> no, of course, things have changed. That was back in the day when uh, the uh, the Talksport guide dog uh, was sick in the kitchen. At the moment, I asked Sir, uh, Lord Sugar, Sir Alan, as he was, mm. then, whether he wanted a cup of tea. <laughs> and he looked in there, saw the guide dog be sick, said, "No, you're all right." <laughs> yeah. so, but you know, this it's a bit. It's a mm. that's that was what it was like back yeah, then. It was. Well, it's just what it's. <laughs> like now to be honest at the weekend I'll tell you I mean you're right you've got people put things in the washing machine oh you know, yeah I'm sorry Martin we should take that with management we don't talk to us we're no. just tools of a large Any, organisation anything else anything else you watched uh, I watched The Apprentice oh, oh I yeah. watched the, is there any uh, sport in there uh, not a lot I watched uh, <laughs> Silver City versus Shrewsbury because oh, yeah. my oh, yeah. rugby league team used to play 
at Salford City's ground, wow. at, um, uh, Moor Lane. Um, so I used to go there quite regularly to, to Salford City's ground. Yeah. And I was just hugely impressed with the way, you know... I mean, the ground looks fantastic. The ground it? looks yeah, brilliant I'm, for, you know, for a non-league Watching ground. the documentaries, how that came together. Yeah, yeah and the ground looks brilliant. Um, although, the team... Uh, uh, what league is Shrewsbury Town in? I can't... Are they They're League One. Two? League, oh, league One. one. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. why. There yeah. was... An, unbelievable chasm you know I started yeah. watching it thinking well yeah I have a chance on the home ground and yeah. everything and having watched the documentary mm. uh, and all that and they've got a good manager Graham Alexander he's yeah, yeah. a good manager I mean they're on uh, the cusp though they're doing very well in the conference they've probably they could, got they a good are. chance of going up haven't they they've got a good chance of going yeah, up yeah, but they'll, yeah. they'll struggle I, on, on the basis I don't know whether well, that they'll was get, a, they'll go out and sign Rude Van Nistelrooy <laughs> yeah, so, well, yeah, no, I think you've probably noticed they've got some good contacts they <laughs> yeah, probably have half the Manchester United youth team there for a yeah. season well that's possible but on the basis of uh, Rashford. The, That's where Rashford. Never mind Real Madrid. He didn't have a year at Salford, can't he? Not about for old time's sake. <laughs> yeah. Um, Martin. Thank Martin. You. So, oh, is that it? Well, no, I, no, I know no, you've, no, you've bowled up because you've not just come here for us because you're on air overnight. I'm on air overnight on talk um, radio, which mm. is prime time in Ho Chi Minh City. It is. And yes. Also uh, in Auckland, we're with a sort of uh, Saturday morning. We're in the what you would call the breakfast the, show. No, it's more the swap shop slot. Oh, yeah, oh okay. Mid morning. Mid morning. Do you get many calls from Auckland? Mike Reed slot that you still on the telly. What was that show called? Was it called Swap? Multicoloured Swap Shop? Yeah, wasn't it's it? the yeah. Multicoloured Swap Shop. That's what we are in Auckland. Oh, okay. In Hachim okay. City, we're more of the breakfast show. Okay. <laughs> and also um, Hong Kong. We've oh, okay. Kong, yeah. 1 a.m. then, overnight. Well, talk 1 a.m. in the UK. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> As Tony Hancock would say, a man of my calibre. Indeed. Exactly. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. There we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show. And as promised a bonus clip from uh, Fisherman's Blues and mm. Nigel had a, a bit of support didn't he well, yeah, a from nice, a, from a, a nice message yeah, yeah. yeah just had a text from my cousin Christopher Kresic who says still use my Avon quiver tip rod very sad news good programme Nigel all the best Chris yeah well I'm easy cousin <laughs> you yeah. didn't just say what a load of rubbish Nigel he didn't say best show though did he did he didn't say great show in he there did. he did did great he, show, did he yeah. say great show oh, yeah, okay yeah, he, 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 great show, he says yeah. still use my Avon quiver tip rod okay. very sad news good programme Nigel oh, well, good programme that's good actually program. good programme is not great show is it <laughs> he probably thought yeah it's alright <laughs> he thought it's a good programme but it's not a great programme it sounded to me like if he wasn't his cousin he wouldn't listen to it <laughs> but anyway okay. so there we are we're back on Monday we've got some great guests including Frank Bruno, and Michael Parkinson. Lloyd Griffith is back. We've got Joe Lysett coming in and Justin Morehouse as well. So uh, have a great weekend. Thanks for downloading us. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops, if we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.